Hi, and welcome to Claiming Zero, the podcast about living child-free with Dallas. Sound like it's an outlet too. And like you said, instead of like screaming and just going off on this woman, it's just, just an outlet for you to get it off your chest. And Vanessa. I'll be transparent. I've always felt like, oh, I should give him that. And it's like, no, it's it's not like a gift you give. It's a human being that you both are responsible for. Did you struggle with anything like that? Shall we begin? Welcome back to another episode of Claiming Zero with Vanessa and Dallas. Today is interview day and a lot of you have said you enjoy interview day because you get to know other people from all over who are child free as well. Today we're sitting down with a dental hygienist from Florida who recently relocated to Boston. All right, everyone, we are here with Mandy. Mandy loves teeth. And I think that that is the best Instagram handle and like the best motto in life right there. And it's a little self-conscious, right? Like you're like, ooh, teeth. So Mandy, tell us all about yourself. Tell us everything and anything. (laughs) So I'm a dental hygienist. I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm a Florida native originally, but Mm. I've moved my way to New England and I love it. I have been a dental hygienist for a little over a year. I graduated during the pandemic, so I didn't get a graduation. It just kicked me out. Oh, no. no. (laughs) And so go clean the teeth. (laughs) And yet you you still went with the handle loves teeth. I do love teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're from Florida and then you now are in Boston and you work in, in dental. Um, are you in a relationship of any sorts? Are you single? Uh, Dallas is single. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> so there's no judgment here. So I am in a relationship. I do have a partner, um, but we are poly. So I have a couple partners. Oh, nice. wow. Is that something like you, you say up front or is that something like later on you bring up? Later on, I bring up usually. Okay. I'm trying to normalize it. And the only way to normalize it is to talk about it. So exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 So Dallas and I have known each other for a few years. And the, the reason we started this whole podcast in the child-free realm is because we're like, this is such a taboo subject when it comes to being a woman. And so we're like, we need to normalize things that are just like, why is there anything that's taboo anymore? You know? So we are all mm-hmm. for it. You do you. And that's awesome. Yeah. So when did you move to Boston? Have you been there a long time or just recently? I just moved here two months ago. Oh, I was in Florida for a long time. And then I got married to somebody who was from Michigan. And so they brought me to Michigan. And then while I was in Michigan, I decided to go to dental school. So I went to the University of Detroit Mercy Dental School. And then I got divorced and I was like, there's no reason to be here anymore. So I moved to Boston. Nice. I, I love that. Like being able to just make a decision that's best for you and you alone and being comfortable and confident with that decision. Um, I moved across the country during the pandemic myself last year. I was living in Vegas and now I live in South Carolina. So like just being able to make that choice and not having to really consider other people too much. Yes. Thank you. Child-free life. Exactly. (laughs) 
No, it's really though. Dallas will find this hilarious. And Mandy, I'm, you will you will relate. The other day I was going to the movies with my big family. I have a huge family. I have nine siblings. There's way too many of us. And we left five minutes late. Tell me why me and my child-free sister literally get in our car, drive there, get to the theater, buy our popcorn, standing in the lobby. And they're like, we haven't left the house. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Child-free living is another way of life. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So Mandy, do you have a big family? I come from a big family. That's kind of what made me not want my own family. I have two brothers and a sister, but my sister had five kids and her kids all have kids. So I'm like an oh, aunt gosh. and a great aunt. Yeah. Oh. And then my brothers both have kids as well. So uh, the okay. grand total is 15. So I'm an aunt of 15. And Damn. Five of- are yeah five of them are like extended so like I'm a great aunt of five and a real aunt of ten. Oh my so, god we thought Vanessa had a lot of nieces and I, nephews yeah I am a great a great aunt I am an aunt of nine and a great aunt of one so I'm gonna tell my yeah. sisters they need to up their game because Mandy has me <laughs> yes do you do you play an active role in in the nieces and nephews lives or is that kind of something um, else it's kind of fizzled out because my youngest niece is now like 24. Oh, wow. Um, and then like now it's like the extended ones, but okay. um, they all live in Florida. So I live pretty oh. far away from them. And mm-hmm. um, I won't say that I don't like children. Like I like children. I just, I can't be around them for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we totally get that. Like, okay, in the dental office, I love having kids in the dental office because it's like an hour and like I'm running the appointment and it's like that. It's right. like mm-hmm. a controlled environment. In an uncontrolled environment, I can't. Yeah, the chaos know. for certain personalities. It's the chaos that is going around you that you just, you get overwhelmed and like all of a sudden get a little bit of anxiety where I'm just like, oh, I gotta get out of here. I can't, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I am with you on that. When was the last time that you were like, I guess, I I don't know if you go back home or like around all of them in like a big family environment. Yeah, I went back in October. Um, That was it just for a couple of days. And Mm -hmm. was it um, overwhelming? Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) I feel bad saying that because like they might hear this, but whatever. (laughs) Well, but it's overwhelming. It, and, and that's one of those things like when I started this podcast first of all I had a sister who was like wait I didn't know that's how you felt about that and I'm like I've been saying this for years and this is literally why I'm doing this is because you're not listening to me so <laughs> it but it to open those conversations with them and now like they're a little bit more aware I live with all my big family in the same city so they're a little more aware but it is scary because it's like okay I don't want you to like think I don't like your kids or being around you I just mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Like, I obviously love them. They're my family, but like, yeah. I get very overwhelmed in that situation. And they all keep asking me when I'm going to have kids to like suck me into it. And like, uh. I know that it's not to like suck me into it, but it feels like that to me because they're right. like, oh, then we can have play dates and like do things. And I'm like, I don't want to do the things. Do the I want to thing. do what I want to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so have you yes. told them that, that you're like, it's, it's not for me? Yeah, I actually just, I'm a officially not child-free anymore because I just got a puppy. (laughs) I uh, just got a puppy and it's my first dog in my entire life because even that was like a commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
in February, I got my dog and I, my, my mom had always had dogs, but I, I didn't live in that environment. And so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could totally get a dog and it'll be nice companionship and like someone, you know, just a dog to hang out with and go for walks and stuff. And like the first month or so I was like, oh crap. I can't, I can't give her back. I got to keep her, but I got to figure this out. It was, it was a change for sure. How, how old is your dog? Uh, he is 16 weeks. Oh, so he's, I got him. <laughs> he's a little Frenchy oh. named Norman. <laughs> and, um, he's a lot of energy. Um, not as much as a child, but I feel it like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like that life that I was like avoiding. And, um, I will tell you full disclosure, the first, after like the third week hit and like the puppy, like wonderfulness started to wear off. I got like this severe, like what I can only like say like, oh, am I, is this like postpartum, like something? So I Googled it and it's called puppy blues. And it's something that people experience at the point where they're like, oh, my freedom is gone because I got a puppy. And Uh they are like relating it to an obviously like less severe version of like when women have babies Mm -hmm. and then they all of a sudden are like, oh my God, my freedom's gone. What did I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so true. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a life-changing experience. You don't have the responsibilities as much as it would be as if it were a child, but there's, I mean, they got to go to the bathroom and they got to eat and (laughs) that alone, you're like, okay. I just want to go to sleep and I can't because I got to make sure the dog goes out. (laughs) Yes. And just like, I mean, you sound like a pretty, not spontaneous, like irresponsibly, but like spontaneous in the sense of, I feel like you were the friend that's like, yeah, let's go to Bali. Woo. Um, (laughs) And so those kind of things shift like Dallas and I took a trip to DC and the day before she was like, I I'm having anxiety about leaving my dog. And I'm like, I'm on the plane. I'm ready to go. Let's go. So is there any of that now that you have the puppy? I'll be honest. I used to think that people who were like, oh, but my dog though, I would be like, why was yeah. the problem? And then now I'm the person and I get it. Like I <laughs> yeah. suddenly get it. And I'm like, whoa, this really sucks. Cause like today I had a crisis. Like my sitter fell out last minute and like he can't be alone for longer than like two hours. And so I was at work all day. And I had patients all scheduled. I can't like call in. I don't like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and so I just, I had to like find someone last minute, but like, it was like anxiety attacks leading up to that point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have you kind of always known that you wanted to be child-free or did this develop over a certain period of time? I have known since I was like 10 years old when I was surrounded with other kids. And I was like, I don't want this ever in my life. Like, this is chaos. And like, even as a child, I was like, this is chaos. Um, (laughs) Yes. There was a moment when I was like 21 and I'd gotten married and my, I mean, I wasn't married at 21, but like I was getting engaged around that time. Mm -hmm. And my husband at the time was like, Hey, uh, we're going to have kids. Right. And I was like, well, I don't think I want kids. And he was like, Oh my gosh, you're only 21. Like you're going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And then like 28 came around and he was like, okay, let's start trying. And I was like, no. Yeah. So no. I never changed my mind. So everyone out there who's people are like not validating you and saying, it's okay. You'll change your mind. Like, don't mm-hmm. listen to them. Like, if you know, in your heart, like that, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, this may be too personal and please feel free not to answer, but did that decision and that conversation with your husband have anything to do with deciding that separation was the best uh, option 
I mean, it definitely put a wedge, right? So mm -hmm. there's like other things that led to it. I can't say that that was like the main thing, but sure. that is like what kind of started these conversations of like, well, I do want kids. And I was like, well, I don't. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like was like er, clashing, right? Yeah. I mean, always be on the same page with your partner. Right. I mean, maybe it's because I got married so young or I let a man influence me and say like, <laughs> you're going to change your mind. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Let influence you. <laughs> well, and there's probably a pressure, right? Of like, mm -hmm. like I, so I'm in a relationship with uh, my partner and I've known Devin since I was 15 and we are in our thirties now and we've gone back and forth. We're considered fence sitters, right? And at the end of the day, if he were to come in and go like, no, I really want a child. And I knew in my heart, I did not want it. Like, that's hard. It's not an easy thing that you go, okay, well, it was nice knowing you. I'm just going to go left. You go right. Like you've built this bond with this person. I'll be transparent. I've always felt like, oh, I should give him that. And it's like, no, it's, it's not like a gift to give. It's a human being that you both are responsible for. Did you struggle with anything like that? So with him, we just were not compatible. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think sometimes when you fall in love with people, when you're like that young, sometimes it's a great fit and you are compatible. And then other times you're just like lost in the like, oh, we're so different. The best way to say is I was not wanting to get a dog really, but uh -huh. my partner now, like the bond that me and my partner have now, um, I was like willing to take that on because I knew that he really wanted one. But like, would I have done that with my ex-husband? No, he, we were not compatible. Yeah. There were things that like, I wouldn't be like willing to sacrifice for him because mm. I felt like the compatibility was off. And also there was some, you know, not so great uh, chemistry going on. Yeah. Um, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No. And, and that's something like, well, first of all, like, thanks for sharing that because I think a lot of the, the listeners that we hear back from are in that age, that range of like the, the 20s into the 30s, because that's the childbearing years. And mm -hmm. there's even been people who've told us like, look, I, I don't know if I even want to get married because I'm worried about like, if that conversation comes up. So to hear that, like someone like yourself has been in those shoes literally, and now has made it into this next season of your life, you're doing it, you're doing okay is encouraging yeah. to those. We ask people we interview two things. We ask them, what is your favorite thing about being child-free? Um, the ability to travel without much notice, even with a puppy. People love puppies. Anyone will take your puppy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and if it has I mean, to be for a week, right. It's like, you'd rather spend a week with a puppy than like someone's obnoxious, screaming, crying, cranky kid. <laughs> I will never watch your child. I'm sorry. I don't care how close we are. Like, I'm not taking your kid for a week. But like, if someone was like, can you take my puppy? I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. I love <laughs> Who doesn't love puppies? But yeah, so I guess like the ability to travel, the ability to literally pick up. And then the other thing is like, if I want to go somewhere, I can just like bring him with me. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. yeah. What's the coolest place you've traveled? Because it sounds like you've done some traveling. I mean... I guess I haven't been anywhere super cool in a long time because of like obvious reasons, mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, I went to Costa Rica one time. That was pretty cool. Ooh, that um, cool. but I want to go somewhere super tropical soon. That's like my goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Caribbean, the Bahamas. 
Yeah, something like that. Anywhere with water <laughs> and beaches and little kids making sandcastles. Isn't that all of our dreams? Cue <laughs> the adults only, like all inclusive resorts. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> That's why um, those were invented. <laughs> yes. Do you have um, like friends with kids is, or is it kind of like your, your sort of friend group and similar lifestyles where they don't have kids, you know, they're just kind of living a little more freely. Uh, that's a really great question. So I have experienced in my life, something that I call the shift and the shift is everyone my age has kids. And so I shift younger and younger to these friends that I make. um which is interesting so I used to have like a friend that was like my age and then we kind of like fell apart because she got married and had kids and then like suddenly she's at a totally different point in her life that I cannot understand Mm -hmm. because how would I right like how would I understand like play dates and daycare and you know, and so then I met somebody who was like a little younger than me. And then mm-hmm. I met someone who was a little more younger than me. And then, and now like my best friend is 24 and I'm about to turn 31. And she's like, you know, I don't want kids or like, maybe I do, but not for like six or seven years. So <laughs> you're like, perfect. Uh, Sign her <laughs> up. <laughs> it sounds really sad, but like I lose friends to kids, yeah. like to the kid's life. And like, I understand that like I hold zero grudges it's right. just like what are they going to talk about with me you know mm-hmm. like, yeah. it makes me feel like yeah like of course I don't like gaslight people or stonewall people like if you are moving on with your life like that's awesome you should do that and like if I don't fit into your new life I totally get that like call me once every six months and we'll catch up but, like right if mm-hmm. I'm not like that go-to person anymore because we're just not on the same paths like that's you know, find someone who is, find someone who gets it, you know? And I think that's like, that's a great point. And I think that also needs to be normalized because we, we, Dallas and I've talked about this before in other episodes where like, when you make these friends from a young age, there's this pressure of like, oh, you have to stay friends because you've known each other for so long and who else will understand you went to college together. And it's like, it's okay to like make a, a, um, a healthy amicable split and just be like, you're in a different season and that's okay. You know, I feel like we understand it a little bit more. I'm not to not not to make this. We do not go against moms here, but I I feel like sometimes they take it personal as like we do not like their children, and it's like no, it's just I don't know how to give you advice mm-hmm. about whatever it is you're going through because that's what girl friendships really are. Is like we sit and we talk boys, and then we sit and we talk kids. Like I don't I don't know. Um, the other question that we ask people is if they have a favorite child-free person. So I don't know if you like pay attention to the people who are child-free. If not, you should go back and listen to all of our episodes about child Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like <laughs> with, with the uh, people, but now that I know that there's a whole <laughs> community of people like me, right. yeah. I will 100% dive into that. I wish that I would have known that. So great for you guys for spreading awareness. <laughs> people like me can feel like alone, you know? Well, and let, let's talk about that. Like, so I, I found, I found you from TikTok. You had made a TikTok and um, what, well, like what led up to that? Like what made you want to put that out there? Some lady had like approached me in the store and I don't even remember the exact thing that she said to me, but something about like, well, why don't you want kids? You need to have kids. It's your job as a woman. Like, don't mm-hmm. you want to like extend your family? I know. Right. Cringe. Yeah, it's your job as a woman is like 
okay um <laughs> yeah yeah so I guess like in that moment I was just super heated and I was like I need to make a TikTok about this so I don't like scream yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I was like can we please normalize not asking women when they're having kids like that's not okay like mm-hmm. don't assume people are having kids yeah right and then the feedback from that I mean I'm a comment scroller on TikTok I love it <laughs> um but you got a mix um I don't know I feel like most of my TikToks are like half and half because I just whatever I'm thinking which is probably not the best way to like gain people but like (laughs) I did not make TikTok to gain followers I made it to just like say whatever I thought I was gonna say sounded like it's an outlet too and like you said instead of like screaming and just going off on this woman it's just just an outlet for you to get it off your chest and there's a lot of people in the child-free community that Vanessa and I have really only come to realize as we started this podcast I mean reddit alone has (laughs) taken over our lives and the child-free subreddit with millions of people in it just sharing their stories like we're learning even more as we go about people's decisions to you know to stay child-free and not have kids and you know for whatever reason for the myriad of reasons I mean it's it's truly endless yeah yeah um I used to lie to people um before I was like no fuck you like I don't have to have kids because I don't want to have kids but Mm -hmm. my mom had breast cancer so I used to tell people like oh well they say it skips a generation so I don't want to have kids because what if like my kids get breast cancer it's so sad but like that's a more valid like reason to some old lady in Target who's approaching me than like Mm -hmm. oh um you just don't want them right yeah yeah it's almost like you have to either like oh well we tried and we couldn't or you know, like, or if you're single, then people are like, oh, well, you don't have a partner. So, but it's like when you're like, I, I can't imagine the pressure of like being married because like for me, not being married, but being with someone, it's like, oh, when are you guys going to have kids? Not are you like, I've straight up had to been like, we're not married. Like we don't live together. The child would have to commute. Was there anything that you feel like I don't want to say like you wish you would have known, but maybe going back now and like your younger self, that if there's someone out there listening who's in that phase of life, like, I don't know, maybe I don't want kids. What would you say to that person? I would say follow your gut and don't ever let the fear of losing somebody force you into a life that you don't want. Mm -hmm. I hear all the time when I tell like some women who have kids, I I very delicately tiptoe around the topic because I never want to offend them for having kids because I want to make it very clear that whatever your choice is, is great for you. It's just not for me. You know, I try and kind of like, cause I don't ever want someone to be upset that I or like, Oh, what are you saying? I shouldn't have had a kid and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I hear more often than not. Yeah, I know. I didn't want kids either, but my husband did. So we had them. And now it's like, Oh, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I love my kids. But <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So I guess yeah. I would just say that if you really don't want them, like, don't just do it because you're afraid. Oh, but then my boyfriend like won't marry me because like he really wants them. You're, I mean, you're a perfect example of that. Making the choice that was best for you, ending that relationship, and now you, you know you've graduated from dental school, you work in a job that you very clearly love very much. You have, you know, partners that it sounds like, you know, are, you've got a great, like, yeah, you've got a great supportive 
um, team, basically. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, you've, you've got the support that you need and you've met incredible people because of the choice you've made. And I think that that's so true as some women and even men, I mean, men can make the choice, but it's a little bit easier for them to just say, no, nah, I'm not going to have kids. But you know, you just make that decision because your life will still be okay. And your life will still be great. For sure. I think the the coolest thing hearing your story, well, I don't know if cool is the right word, but I find it cool is the fact that you like you stuck to your guns and that now you are you're you're living your best life in the sense of like what choosing what you want to choose. And what I always try to like tell people when they're like, well, I'm not sure. Imagine your life if you would have given into your ex, like and if, even if you would have realized, oh, well, we're not compatible and you separated having a child right now having a two, a three or four year old, like she's shaking her head like, (laughs) like, because not just because like the responsibilities that fall on you as a person, but then like that connection to that other human for your entire life as like co-parents, that is, (laughs) I don't mean to trigger you. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. um, when, When everything first went down and we got divorced, I was just like, oh my God, I'm making a huge mistake. He's the love of my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the things you tell yourself when you're, you know, upset, but like, mm-hmm. I am thriving right now. I'm happier yes. than I've ever been. Yes. I girl. <laughs> yes. So all I can say is like, it might feel scary, like to leave that person or be truthful to that person. Like, I really don't want kids, but like, just, you know, do what you know is in your gut. Yeah. And then there's a whole community of us. See, now you have, you have Dallas, you have me, you have Mandy, you can go to South Carolina, you can go to Vegas, you can go to Boston, like we're everywhere. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? We've got a couple more minutes left. Um, What's please the- floss. <laughs> she said, please floss. Uh, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm going to ask you this question because, um, Real quick, short story. Me, Vanessa, her boyfriend and a friend of ours were playing a game and I can't remember what it was called, but basically you had to like pick a side. Should you floss before you brush or after you brush? And we had conflicting answers. (laughs) And I want to know from the expert, when should you floss? (laughs) Okay. So there's no data to back up that you have to floss after brushing, but like, that's what everyone's like, quote, always done. So it's like one of those fallacies where it's like, well, we've always done it this way. So this must be better, but (laughs) Um, there's actually no data to support either one. So whatever works for you. Um, I will tell you that I floss while I'm watching TV after I've had dinner. Um, as you can see, I have a lot of hardware in my mouth though. Um, (laughs) It takes me like 15 minutes to floss and I would not want to stand at the mirror and do that. So I keep my floss on my coffee table after I'm done eating my dinner, I'm watching Netflix. I floss my whole mouth and then I go water pick and then I brush. So yes, yes, we're hitting all the topics today. I love it. (laughs) So what I'm hearing is I was right. That's what I'm hearing, which is great. Mandy, you have been lovely to speak with and thank you so much for being honest and open and talking to us about your story. People, if you want to follow Mandy, Dallas, let him, let him have the handle one more time. Where can they find her? at Mandy loves teeth and it's Mandy with an I, right? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So make sure to give her a follow and don't forget to floss. Hello. Yes. You have the time. You have no kids. Just do. That's right. You can floss. <laughs> <laughs>